Thank you for tuning in to the North Carolina New Teacher Support Program podcast. We're glad you're back. This week, you're going to hear from Wayne Williams again, where he is going to talk to you about grit, what it means to have grit as a teacher and as a learner, and what it means to put that into practice. You may have heard about Dr. Angela Duckworth's idea of grit, or possibly even read her book by the same name. Across research literature, higher levels of grit have been associated with outcomes such as greater academic performance, increased career stability, and even more life satisfaction. It sounds like whatever it is, it might be good to have it. But what is it? In their 2014 paper titled Self-Control and Grit, Related but Separable Determinants of Success, Duckworth and Gross define grit as passion for, and perseverance toward especially long-term goals. What long-term goals have you had? Have you accomplished them all? For example, perhaps completing a college degree was a long-term goal for you. If you're a teacher, congratulations, you've achieved that goal. What passion drove you to pursue and complete a college degree? Do you have a passion for knowledge? Maybe your passion is for serving young people. Something made the hours of study and the expense worth it to you. Now, think about any obstacles through which you had to persevere. Many of us had financial challenges in the form of mounting student loans. Most of us, at one time or another, had to make our studies a priority over opportunities that would have been more enjoyable or lucrative. We had to skip the party that everyone was going to, or miss out on the opportunity that conflicted with our class schedule. Before college, with our goal in mind, we might have missed an outing with friends in high school as we prepared for entrance exams. Even though these weren't the choices we wanted to make at the moment, keeping our eyes on the prize of the degree we sought or the career we sought led us to consistently act in service to our goal over the long haul. Cumulatively, those choices demonstrated grit. Some of what I just described might commonly be called self-control, and in fact, Duckworth and Gross wrote their paper specifically to make the distinction between self-control and grit in response to critics. The distinction between self-control and grit, according to Duckworth and Gross, is chiefly one of the timescale and overall importance of the goal in question. You've probably heard of the famous marshmallow experiment from the 1960s. In it, a child was left in a room with one marshmallow. The experimenter explained that she would leave the room and promised the child that if they hadn't eaten their marshmallow when she returned, the child could have two marshmallows at that point. This study was taken to be measuring self-control. Success at not eating the marshmallow had only the relatively short-term consequence of receiving another marshmallow for the child. The outcomes of the choice would be realized in fewer than 20 minutes. Further, there were no obstacles to achieving the goal of not eating the marshmallow, except for the inherent desire the child had to eat the marshmallow. Unlike the goals involved in gritty actions, goals involving self-control tend not to involve years of planned and well-aligned decisions. Choices involving self-control may have long-term consequences, 
but they don't necessarily involve a focus on a long-term goal for which the person has a great passion. Are you wondering how much grit you have? Angela Duckworth has an online self-assessment you can take to find out. For your convenience, we've created a bit.ly to take you to it. Go to bit.ly slash all one word, what's my grit, and make the W the only capital letter. You'll land on Dr. Duckworth's site, and specifically on her 10-question self-scoring scale. I'll repeat the, the URL at the end of the podcast in case you missed it. So how do you spot grit in your students? And how do you encourage it? Let's talk about observing the grit your students already have first. In the last few weeks, you've heard our podcast team talk about the importance of managing your classroom, deciding on the kinds of work students will do in their groups, and how they'll be grouped. And most recently, about the importance of student-teacher relationships. Your classroom has to be organized and well-run for students to focus on any work you might assign them. It is very difficult to observe perseverance in a disorganized environment, and your students need appropriate tasks on which to persevere in the first place. As the teacher, you have the responsibility and the opportunity to organize the environment in which students will complete the tasks you assign. Those tasks will give students an opportunity to demonstrate their grit to you. You can create tasks on which students will want to persevere more effectively when you understand what drives the students. So classroom management, task selection, student grouping, and relationship building might all be ways to give students a chance to show you how gritty they are. What does a gritty student look like? There are some clues that will be easier to spot than others, and some we might overlook if we aren't careful. The student that always turns in their assignments, regardless of extracurricular commitments or other demands, certainly appears to be describable as gritty. The student that seeks your help outside class when they struggle will likely appear to have grit as well. But grit is about much more than teacher-pleasing behaviors like these. It may be difficult to see at the time, but the student who comes to class without materials or their assignments might be one of the grittiest people in the room. How can that be? I encourage you to look for a poem called Cause I Ain't Got a Pencil by Joshua T. Dickerson. Though originally attributed to an inner city student, the poem was in fact written by a man who observed an incident in an Atlanta school in which a teacher demanded a shoe in exchange for a borrowed pencil. The gist of the poem is that many of our students, especially those in lower SES schools, may have already overcome a host of challenges just to be in the room with us to learn. For many of our students, choosing to get themselves to school is, all by itself, a massive act of perseverance toward a goal. Knowing our students deeply and personally is the only way to appreciate this. What can you do to help students get grittier? Vicki Davis, in her Edutopia article, True Grit, The Best Measure of Student Success and How to Teach It, offers 11 helpful suggestions. I'd like to talk about just two of them. Number five on her list is Reframe Problems. She cites Malcolm Gladwell's idea of desirable difficulties. Life isn't easy all the time for most of us, and honestly, 
we wouldn't want it to be. Challenges keep us sharp and engaged with our lives. Students need to experience some difficulty in the learning experience, but they need to experience support as they face that difficulty. Just like a workout that doesn't push you won't help you get stronger, a life that doesn't have some appropriate challenges won't enable you to face the challenges you'll face in the future. So problems are not to be avoided all the time. Rather, we can teach our students ways to think about those problems in terms of the skills they have and the skills they will learn as they tackle the challenge. Find ways to challenge your students in a supportive environment, in ways that are appropriate to where they are. How will you know how much of a challenge is appropriate? You'll have to know your students, give them input, and help them manage the resources available to them. The second of Davis's ideas I'll discuss is the last one she lists. There's a time when a challenge is not well enough aligned to our goals to be worth continuing. Quitting shouldn't be a habit or a response to the first sign of difficulty, but sometimes it's okay to walk away and redirect our energies to something more productive. How do we know if a student is in such a position? Talk to them. Help them assess their skills, their willingness to continue, and the possible benefits of sticking with the task. If the task isn't worth it to them or doesn't support their long-term goals, the time may be right to walk away and focus on something more productive. One thing we know does not work to help people become grittier, according to researcher Brene Brown, is shaming them. Remember the poem, Cause I Ain't Got a Pencil? According to its author, the incident that inspired the poem resulted in the student being asked for a shoe in exchange for the pencil he requested. This is a common practice in some classrooms. In this case, leaving the shoe revealed the student's dirty socks, to which his peers responded with public mockery. He may have learned many things in that incident, but I doubt the student became more passionate or likely to persevere in the face of future challenges. Ask yourself, what other courses of action were available that might have helped the student identify resources, commit to an outcome, and learn to be responsible with the resources available to them? If you want, pause the podcast, then continue to hear one idea I've had. What if the teacher had loaned the pencil on the condition that the student talked to her after class? In that conversation, the teacher might have asked the student the reason the student didn't come prepared and offered the possibility of the student leaving a pencil in her room so that he could pick it up if he ever forgot one. Though more complicated than just giving the student a pencil, such an interaction would have demonstrated care from the teacher and given the student the opportunity to consider his resources and how he could plan for situations like this in the future. On a personal note, I keep extra pens in my car's console for exactly this reason. Sometimes I just forget. Good instruction begins with an understanding of the learner's current state of knowledge. If you want to assess your own grittiness or let your students assess theirs, you can use Dr. Duckworth's grit scale that I mentioned earlier. The URL, once again, is bit.ly slash what's my grit with only the W capitalized. As you organize your classroom, plan your activities, and get to know your students, 
This may be an activity you'd like to use to help you support your learners as they identify their passion, set their long-term goals, and learn to persevere in pursuit of them. Thank you for learning with us this week. Please know NCNTSP sincerely wants to hear from you. Leave messages on this podcast platform and follow us on Twitter at NCNTSP20. And as always, thank you, educators, for all that you do.